You are listening to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell, and this is episode 73. All right, a few episodes back, we started a kind of new thread uh, that I was intending to pick up again uh, on this show, and that was covering soundtracks and scores from vanity projects. So movies that are generally produced by directed by, written by, and often starring a single person with a singular vision, usually an outsider artist kind of type in Hollywood. Usually, you know, a person who's got some money, got some resources, and wants to make a movie. Maybe they are actual filmmakers, or they're just taking a shot at being a filmmaker in some cases. Uh, you know, they they have enough money, so they'll they'll hire a bunch of professionals around them to help them get a movie made and of course a lot of these end up not even really getting official releases at the time or very limited release and they're usually pretty bad so yeah it's an interesting subject uh it's, it's definitely one that has piqued my interest a lot more since uh knowing matt simpson from movie milk podcast who is big time into vanity projects he has a list on Letterboxd of tons of vanity projects that he's either watched or is going to watch. And uh, I fully admit, I basically used that list for the previous episode and this episode. I was like scouring through for titles to, to uh, find music from. So um, that's what we're doing here again. Uh, I'm going to go through the first half of the show here and, and talk about what tracks are coming up. And then second half of the show, we'll have some more tracks for you guys. And uh, I'll talk again there. So we're going to start off with One Tin Soldier from Billy Jack from 1971. This is uh, written, directed by, and starring Tom Laughlin, who is an American actor and a director, a screenwriter, uh, an author, an educator, uh, and an activist. And uh, he created the character Billy Jack in The Born Losers, which was a biker film that featured Billy Jack. And then he went on to do the Billy Jack series, uh, so we had Billy Jack, which we're covering here, from 71, and then we had uh, The Trial of Billy Jack. Billy Jack Goes to Washington, and then there was the failed The Return of Billy Jack that really never really, really never got made. I, I think they filmed like 15 minutes of footage or something like that, and uh, there was never really a big uh, official release for it or anything like that, so uh, the funding fell out. But anyway... Billy Jack here. The band that uh, does One Tin Soldier is Coven, uh, which was a Chicago band formed in the 1960s, uh, credited for pioneering occult rock, basically. Uh, many people speculate they had a lot of influence on uh, Black Sabbath. People like uh, King Diamond have uh, cited them as being very influential in uh, their music. And uh, yeah, I kind of like them. They're a cool band. A lot of uh, Satanist imagery and stuff back in the day when that was super taboo. And uh, yeah, we're going to hear from that. Then we're going to move on to a few black exploitation films here. We've got the main title theme from Top of the Heap by J.J. Johnson, uh, who is a American jazz trombonist, composer, and arranger. He also is featured in, in soundtracks for Across 110th Street and Cleopatra Jones in Willie Dynamite. The writer, director, and star of Top of the Heap is Christopher St. John, who basically did little to nothing else after Top of the Heap. Then we have the original theme song from The Bad Bunch. This is done by Ed Cobb and Sheldon Lee. Cobb was an American musician, songwriter, and record producer. Um, most people uh, know a song that he actually uh, wrote, uh, Tainted Love. He wrote it for someone else, but it was eventually covered by Soft Cell and uh, became the big hit that it was. Uh, he wrote a number of songs for highly influential uh, American rock band The Standells as well. Um, he wrote Dirty Water. 
um, and other songs for the band. Sheldon Lee was an actor with minor roles in several exploitation films, including Psychic Killer and Black Shampoo. Um, the film itself is directed and written by Graydon Clark, and he also has a role in the film, thus it's a vanity project. And um, he's known for directing other films like Black Shampoo, Satan's Cheerleaders, Without Warning, Wacko, Joysticks, and The Uninvited. Um, from there, we move to the theme from Solomon King, from Solomon King from 1974. Uh, this is by Jay Steiger and Jimmy Lewis. Um, it's written, directed, and uh, starring Sal Watts. And uh, basically, this is all they ever did. <laughs> Jimmy Lewis was uh, an American rhythm and blues and soul singer and songwriter. And as far as I can tell, Jay Steiger, there's nothing really there uh, about him anywhere that I could uh, dig up within, you know, doing my limited research, but I couldn't really dig anything up on him, so it's basically just Jimmy Lewis. Then we have Shed a Tear. We're returning here to uh, Billy Jack. We have Shed a Tear from the Trial of Billy Jack from 1974. This is uh, Teresa Laughlin, who is the daughter of good old Tom. She uh, performs in the actual film. This is a song she actually performed in the film, and she actually is in all three of the uh, Billy Jack films. Uh, she acted in all of them. Finally, capping off this half of the show, we have Love and Flight from Grand Theft Auto from 1977. This is uh, done by Peter Ivers. Uh, the film itself was written, directed, and starring Ron Howard. And uh, this was a this was one he did for uh, Roger Corman. Uh, in, in association with Roger Corman. A fun little chase film. And, of course, Peter Ivers, if you look back on our David Lynch show, uh, we already talked about him. He uh, worked on Eraserhead. All right, and that's going to be this half of the show. We'll be right back after these messages and all this music, of course. Soldier rides away. 
ungodly warlock. Uh, there's this show called Movie Melt, and you probably know about it. Uh, and it's once every two... I have no idea how often this is uploaded. <laughs> and it's a show where a bunch of compañeros get together, and we play some fun games, trivia mainly. Uh, we talk about new releases. Uh, we have some fun games where we try and guess the title of a movie based on stuff that really probably religious people write on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, it takes about 20 hours to record. There's always a failure midway through. Uh, and then the highlight of the week of the, of the show is um, reviewing a movie. Usually it's kind of a interesting, lesser-known cult-type movie, and it's uh, quite enjoyable. It sounds good in theory, yes. I might have a listen one day. Ooh. Wow. You ungodly warlock second half of the show and we got some more vanity projects for you first off we have the main title slash deep space and caught slash massacre slash rocket from aftermath from 1982 uh the music here is by john morgan the film itself was written directed and starring steve barkett who also directed empire of the dark and Mostly acted in small uh, movies. Uh, he was in stuff like Dinosaur Island, Bikini Drive-In, and Attack of the 60-Foot Centerfold. Um, Morgan worked on the 2005 King Kong and also did music for Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. And uh, this movie's got Sid Haig in it and uh, as, the, as the main bad guy, and there's all kinds of, like, end-of-the-world, post-apocalyptic shit going on. Moving on, we have We Are in Control and Transformer Man from Human Highway from 1982. This was written, directed, and starring Neil Young. That's right, that Neil Young. The songs themselves were from Neil Young's album Trans from 1983, where he did a lot of experimenting with different technology. So, like, during his David Geffen years, when he was under contract with Geffen, he kind of went a little crazy. He was sort of given artistic freedom and, and kind of went a little nuts and made albums that some would say were not particularly co commercially uh, viable. They were definitely different, for the most part, from the stuff he was usually doing. Um, so he, he made a rockabilly album, uh, like an old-school rockabilly album. He made a couple of electronica albums, um, and uh, Trans was one of them. Um, he used a uh, synclavier and a vocorder a lot on that album, uh, and these two songs uh, both feature that. From what uh, Young has said, a lot of this experimentation with different instruments and, and sounds was... Uh, finding a way to like process the fact that his son was born with uh, cerebral palsy and finding ways to like communicate with his son. Uh, the movie itself, like I said, uh, Young wrote, directed, and starred in it, and it's got, it's, it's kind of a quirky um, comedy kind of thing about a guy running a, uh, I think it's a burger burger stand right next to like a nuclear power plant and there's all kinds of weird shit going on devo is in it the band devo and also uh dean stockwell is in it as well and moving on we're going to end off with midnight rendezvous and song of peace from rock and the alien from 1988 this is done by dennis adam zervos so he not only wrote directed and starred in this movie uh he does all the music quote-unquote music. Dennis Adam Zervos, also known as Dionysus Zervos, is uh, apparently one of those Vanity Project guys who thinks he's way more talented than he actually is. He, he's so staggeringly bad that it's really fun to watch at the same time. Uh, the movie itself I actually quite liked. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an amateur hour thing, but it's basically just, it's about Zervos himself as a uh, kind of a failing barroom musician uh, who has a chance encounter with a alien woman who decides she wants to have sex with him, and she kind of passes on this ability for him to cause people to uh, stop hating other people like just you know basically spread peace through his music and the whole thing is about how his music saves the world from nuclear catastrophe essentially uh, it's very 
up his own ass, very pretentious in a lot of ways, but kind of charming. And the music he does is absolutely terrible. Song of Peace is so bad that it's good. Like, just listening to this guy who comes off like a, you know, Z-grade ripoff of uh, Bruce Springsteen, can't sing worth a shit, but somehow is convinced that he can. And um, these two pieces of music are staggering examples of delusional, uh, <laughs> just delusional behavior all around. But um, it, it, that's sometimes the biggest joy from these uh, vanity projects is seeing people like this uh, get a chance to make a movie and put their vision on screen. And sometimes their vision is them being the coolest dude in the world when they clearly are not. So yeah, that's going to be the show. We'll see you again next month. Uh, yet again, I I haven't been planning these shows ahead too far uh, lately. Um, just been busy with other things. So who knows what's going to be in next month's show. We'll see. But until then, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll be back.
Thank you for listening to Blood on the Tracks. For further episodes, go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.